Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. All right, Bygone Geeks. We're kicking off our fun old-fashioned family Christmas by traveling back to 1989 in the old rear-wheel drive DeLorean to embrace the holiday hilarity of the movie landscape and record that most important of Christmas podcast. We're not tuning in to hear another one of those stupid podcasts where you cry over retro movies again, are we, Eric? No, geeks. We have plenty of those already. What we're reminiscing today is the Griswold Family Christmas. Hey, you'll take care of la 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 Take it, Russ. la 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 Eric, this is probably the pinnacle Christmas movie. I'm going to just say it right out yeah. the gate. I mean, it's Christmas vacation. Yeah. And when we reference some of the other vacation movies, everyone goes, you do it. You got to do Christmas vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, we'll do it in December. Uh, you know, I mean, it is it is the movie. And uh, it's just Eric and I were talking before we got on the pod. Um we're reciting lines of a movie before the movie's even on. Yeah. And and it is one of those things where we talk about, I've watched this a thousand times, that so it might not be an exaggeration. No. I think, you know, this is a movie that you, you know, they replay uh, another fantastic movie, The Christmas, uh, A Christmas Story, but this could be on repeat 24-7. Absolutely. And you wouldn't, I mean, it just, you kind of get glued to the TV when you, uh, but then you could go into the kitchen and not even hear the movie, but know what the lines are. Yes. It's, yeah. it's one of those. It's it's just, uh, we grew up with this man on in, in December. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this. I love this movie. Yeah, it is. It is definitely something, especially what, 1989, this movie. It is, uh, <laughs> it's crazy how long, this is like cemented in, I would assume probably up to three generations now, yeah. if not more, um, that I feel like there are boomers that I know that relate to this, Gen X that relates to this, millennials. And I would think Gen Z is on board for this as well. I don't like, I feel like this could be something that continues to keep, I mean, it's timeless. It's very relatable. Um, I, I feel like especially... I've referenced in other episodes, and I know I've talked with my wife about it when when we talk about the podcast, that it's so much fun to keep revisiting these types of movies year after year and looking at them from a lens of an older and older person <laughs> each year, too. Yeah. Like, I, I see new stuff every season. Yeah. I, I get new jokes every season. Um, it, it's And that's such a cool thing about these movies. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, I, um, I now watch it as Clark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and then uh, his wife is my wife. And yes. I'm like, you know, and, you know, I mean, just from the, the, the get go, the lens now of like um, the memories, because some of these movies, some of the, the moments in the movie, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did that. Yeah. And now I say it as, oh, my, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. <laughs> and then I, I did, also I go, did that yesterday. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I'm going to do that in like 20 years. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh. Like he's written kind of a, a playbook of how how we will be when we're older. Yes. You know, you actually referenced something before we even got on that happens in the movie of I think you had said you're watching the digital um, 
VHS memories. Yes, yeah. You, you've, you've taken VHS tapes and digitized them. And I mean, that's a straight up, you know, now those weren't even VHS in the movie when Chevy those, does those it. Those reel to reel. Those are, yeah. yeah, those are real reels. The reels before reels <laughs> became a thing. Uh, you oh, know. that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is pre-Instagram reels, Gen Z listeners. This is like literally a reel of film going to another reel of film. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> you know, and, and, and just, it's, it's a it's amazing um, but how how each rewatch, though, you're right, we pick out different things. And I will say this. I, I say this uh, again in a lot of movies. This one, not a false note anywhere, and it holds. It, it it's, it's like a brand – it's like unwrapping a brand new movie every time, even though you've seen it a thousand times. Yes. There's something magical about that. Christmas vacation. <laughs> Chris, like the second it starts, yeah. it, it, this Ernest Saves Christmas, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I get this giddiness. I yes. get this smile that never leaves for, you know, the almost two hours or whatever. It, it just is there. Yes. And, uh, and that's that's magical. From, not, what, not, you know, late 80, 89, it's like yeah. 2022. That's that's pretty awesome. It's impressive. Well, yeah. and you're. I think that this has the perfect combo of not only... The, yeah, the Christmas vacation, hip hip hooray, it's Christmas vacation. <laughs> like, it's so good that, like, you combine that with the cartoon, the mm-hmm. Santa cartoon of him mm-hmm. trying to get into the Griswold house. It is so much retro charm. Yeah. Like, it, it just hooks you. So, like you yeah. were saying right in the beginning that you get a great theme song, but also no other Christmas, no other National Lampoon's vacation movies have that cartoon intro. Like, right. the only other movie I could think of that makes me feel like, Christmas Vacation with that cartoon is City Slickers starts off that way. City Slickers has like a cartoon of a wild West guy. And so it's like, it was so charming as a kid because like, oh, it's a cartoon. Like this is fun. Um, To now it's just like the second you hear the Christmas Vacation, the first few notes of that song and you see the, the animation come up. You're like, oh, this is like, I'm excited. I'm in for this ride. I have to watch this now. Yeah, yeah it's so good. I did just get 10 texts. We will be doing City Slickers, you yeah. know. And oh, probably yeah. City Hold Slickers horses. too as well. <laughs> oh, I we've got to do it. Curly's uh, Revenge or, or whatever. But yeah, we got to do both of them. But Eric and I are just trying to figure out how many hellos we should get <laughs> into that episode. So that one is coming. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, from, I was thinking about like, Chevy Chase, and this was probably not the first movie I saw of his, though. No. But it's now the one I watched the the most. But I grew up with movies like Fletch. Yeah. Um. And and he just had this like he he had a, the ability of a leading man but funny man, and yes. a good looking but you know not like strikingly good looking no. Chevy Chase. Uh, but you know, <laughs> like he was just, this it's a big figure. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I, he was just like, he kind of commanded your attention, but, um, it's, it's crazy. I had another memory of when this kind of started for me, when we threw this into our Christmas lineup, our repertoire, mm-hmm. we were at my aunt's house for, uh, and everyone's going to get mad at me. A very warm and sunny Christmas. <laughs> everyone's gotten so, like, Thanksgivings were cold. And now I think it might just be my Midwest brain. I'm like, you don't know cold. You can't handle the truth. Uh, <laughs> cold you I, can feel in your you know, bones. <laughs> we were all in our, uh, t- you know, uh, Hawaiian shirts and uh, getting a suntan and wrapping gifts. Your hula, hula skirts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, look at me, name, my 
yeah. <laughs> I'm going to butcher so many signs in this episode. Um, but I, it was like we watched, I have this memory of us watching The Hangover, <laughs> a classic Christmas movie. Yeah, seriously. And, and then Christmas Vacation. And it re- it like clicked in my mind that, yes, with all of the um, like Christmas Story, uh, some other Christmas movies, uh, Christmas Carol, like, um, there's a serious note to these. It's yeah. okay to have a fun co- comedy like note to a Christmas yes. movie and have that be okay. Christmas ca- can be joyful and merry and kind of, but it kind of has a um, a tone, yes. a serious tone. Uh-huh. And this movie and us, my family kind of introducing it to us, it showed us it can be fun. It can yeah. be happy. It can be, you know, wild and crazy. So I just have those memories of, and then boom, we watched it every, not the hangover, but, <laughs> but we did watch Christmas vacation now uh, every year. And honestly, I'm not kidding. Like I always tell my wife, well, we got to watch it later in Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I say that because I've already watched it 10 times like the first 10 days of December. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like, but we still always have to watch it on Christmas. Uh huh. It's not like we're missing out. Yeah. Right. We've already watched it every day. But yeah, it's, it's true. It's one of those things. It is hard to time when to, I do think Christmas vacation is the, because uh, I love uh, almost every Christmas movie there is. Um, but it, this is the one that I watch multiple times over the season. Yeah. Not many of them do I do multiple times. I kind of time it in November and December to like yeah. progressively get me more in the Christmas spirit and the Christmas mood. And Where's I your am Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, that was Batman. That wasn't Arnold again. You're I'm going so, back to so, Bale. So sorry. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> oh, I want to see. I could just see Bale running around the tree looking for his gift. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> It's in the back cave. (laughs) Poor Alfred. Alfred must have hated Christmas. Just him and Batman. (laughs) Uh, The tree's up and it's lit and Batman just comes downstairs. Does it come in black? No, it's a Christmas tree. Poor Alfred. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I feel like I could just picture an awesome YouTube video about that. (laughs) We need to get get Christian Bale back on board. I need to see this content. Picture it. It's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, it is, this movie is the one that I watch probably two to three times, if not more. And it tends to be the one that when I go over to family that still have, you know, old school cable television, um, that it tends to be on, like it Mm -hmm. tends to be on in the background. Um, I feel like when I was doing the, the most recent rewatch of this movie, yes, last night, um, I looked up Christmas Vacation, and one of the very first things in the Google search was showing that today on TNT, it's 24 hours of, of Christmas Vacation. It just showed 90-minute intervals, just TNT, 1.30 to this time. Like, it was just crazy. Um, oh, that's awesome. But it's just no other movie. Uh, like, it just – I think, it, like, you wouldn't have a channel doing that type of 20 – like, hijacking all their content for 24 hours – if it wasn't just so super relatable and connective to everybody. And um, yeah, I do. I have so many notes throughout this episode that we'll talk about that I have. I have so many Clark Griswold moments. Um, And I feel like even like I have a story to tell of a recent (laughs) one that's like super relatable. But it's just I think one of the unique things about this is is we get the, the hilarity of somebody like you were saying of Chevy Chase who has great physical comedy, yeah. but also 
he has this unique way and i tried to do it in the intro i told david i'm surprised i got in one shot it's so many it words 100 takes don't listen to him on that <laughs> <laughs> we've um, been doing this episode since last christmas <laughs> just because of the intro <laughs> but it's just like he has so many really cool like moments of dialogue where yeah. he gives these like really funny speeches and these funny just so it's like he's this physical but also like verbal comedy master that yeah. even in the most subtle like hand gesture or facial expression, you'll laugh and there's no dialogue. Or he'll give you this phenomenal string of dialogue that you're just like, oh, I wish I could memorize that. Like, and you try so hard to memorize it, but it's just impossible. Like, it's yeah. just, it's unique to Chevy. Like, it's so cool. I love that. Much like a stand-up, uh, right? These, and we've talked about this with other movies. Like, I, I just think of, uh, in my notes, I put Steve Martin. Yeah. They're, they're given this vehicle, you know, Father the Bride, uh, all the vacation movies. And 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 then at some point, like, and the, the, the cast is like SNL, like kind of the surrounding characters. And then at some point, they get their monologue, right? And it, mm -hmm. for Chevy, it's at the end of the movie and it fights, it's this build, it's build and he, he finally explodes. And you're right, you, those are the lines though I can't repeat because I yeah. don't have the same timing or the same delivery that he had. And same with Steve Martin, when he, they both have these physical, you know, that could make their body do things or their mouth and or the, the way their eyes would light up when they, um, like the moment or the yeah. you know, kind of, you know, Arnold, you know, did it and jingle all the way. Um, but like, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. They, they have these great just scenes and, and lines um, that only were written or maybe they improv, but they were for them specifically. And yes. you, you could tell and only they could, they could pull it off. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think of the, the kind of what you were saying, you know, some of the, the, the scenes uh, that you had growing up right from the get go. This is one of those scenes that I talked to thought of, of what the, I did that um, versus I'm doing it or I will do that. And I, it, it didn't click until maybe this watch actually, but like they're driving out, you know, into the, well, I guess it was it was a tree farm. The majesty of the winter landscape. That's where they're driving out. <laughs> they just used it as a parking lot. Yeah, and then went out into, you know, the 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 wild there. But I actually did do that once as a kid with my aunt and uncle. We did go out to the mountains and cut down a tree with our bare hands, uh, just like they did. And you didn't, I, you didn't dig it up. <laughs> it was on a root ball connected to it. <laughs> I love how he just says that line without even like, then they cut down the tree with their bare hands, you know, like, how, <laughs> you know, but it, we did do that. And, um, I remember, you know, just every time I watch that opening now, I think of young David going out, doing that with his aunt and uncle and, and bringing that tree home. And just that, that, that excitement and feeling of, you're surrounded in nature. Uh, yeah. You know, that was that was uh, pretty cool. Now, you know this firsthand. Um, the last couple of years, my family and I, we go to a tree farm. We do cut the tree um, from the lot and take it home. Uh, Eric visited last year for the holidays <laughs> and... Uh, we did not water that tree at no. all, and that water that tree did not last uh, the uh, till Christmas. And I think it was like one final, you know, little little bump to the tree, and all you just heard this rustling. I, there. I have yeah. never seen so many needles <laughs> fall off of a tree. I mean, what that yeah. was probably like a four and a half foot tree, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we ended up taking it down and clean. I mean, it yeah. was tens of thousands of needles when you yeah. bumped it. Um, and this. This coming from a guy that all through high school and college worked at a Christmas tree farm. I have never seen one that was that dried out in my life. <laughs> yeah, it 
was bad. So this year we we might uh, we might think about doing an artificial tree. We'll see. But I, I just have that memory of doing going out as a kid and then now going to one now. But that made me think. So you you worked at a tree farm. Mm-hmm. Did you have these same memories though? Then okay, or did you? Yeah, did your family do a fake or a fish, a real tree? What was that like for you? Did you just bring one home? Was that a perk? Like it, it, you know? it's it's funny. It wasn't until I started that job in high school that my entire life, my grandparents and my parents, artificial plastic like pipe cleaner trees. Oh, okay. And, but then once we got in high school, it's like, yeah, we could take home a tree. So it's just, we then from that point on had a realistic tree, but it was just over this kind of seven or eight year window that we would do a real tree. And now it's like, I go to my parents now, it's back to a pipe cleaner tree because it's too difficult for them. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Clark Griswold is the reason why at the tree farm I worked at, people didn't go out into the woods to get it. We chopped them down. They came to the sales area and got it because, yeah, yeah you didn't want somebody venturing into the wilderness <laughs> like Clark Griswold did and cutting down a full-blown evergreen tree. <laughs> like, that was not for sale, Clark. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like that um, – I've, I've heard a lot of people, though, that go to – specifically go to different tree farms to have that experience of walking out – yeah. into a snowy field and cutting down a tree for themselves. But um, I've like, I just, I, I know from personal experience, the amount of like holes that are the size of people that are covered by snow. Like it is, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, liability just waiting to happen. Um, a lot so of I'm holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I do like, I feel like um, I, I had to learn pretty early on at working at that tree farm how to bundle up enough to where I didn't get frozen from the waist down. <laughs> like poor Audrey. She'll see it later, honey. Her yeah, eyes her are frozen. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> I can't feel my toes. I can't it's feel my It's all part of it. <laughs> it's all part of the experience. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, so that's the, the memory I have, though, of the I'm doing that now is we do go on quite a bit of trips or, or road trips. You know, now I'm Clark driving. Yeah. And I think of me and you know, my wife having, you know, singing and then the kids not joining in, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, oh, that is that's going to happen. But then the the the, you know, I've gotten pretty lucky uh, um, like road road rage wise people you know there's never been that moment where that guy's like riding my bumper. Yeah. And, and but I've always because of this movie like on point about it like yes, thinking yeah. of that like i don't want eat my dust liver lifts or whatever you know. <laughs> uh, dad i think you meant <laughs> uh, whatever Russ. you know but then there's a scene that we laugh every single time it's when chevy you know it's like we're just gonna get around this guy everything's yeah, fine get and around this egg timer <laughs> yeah he makes his face as he just takes that turn and the this lane shift into the semi yeah yeah just uh, you know he does it so great that yeah. we die every time that little scene that little moment yeah. is just brilliant the way he, only he can do it i feel yeah and it's um, the very opening scene too it's like three minutes into the movie yeah but it is yeah i i to this day regardless of season when i have somebody slow in front of me on the highway i will say whether i'm in the car by myself or with my wife there I'm going to get around this egg timer. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, I pull around them. Uh, but like, there's so many things like that. But it is like he, that comedy, like he's so confident. He thinks that his little like 
Ford Taurus station wagon is going to go faster than this pickup truck. But like, I, 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 yeah, the second he gets under that lumber truck, and I think Ellen says something, we're under a truck, honey. The, he's like, I know, I didn't do this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and her just, face, too. She does great just with her, like, yes. uh, you know, the, the wife, like, oh, my gosh, we're doing this again. Yeah. You know, what well, a, I, we were on she, just a simple drive to get a yeah. train. Well, and doesn't she say a prayer, too? She's yeah. like, Lord, help my husband, for he knows not what he does. And, and he's he like, goes, amen. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets to the lot. And this, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. If that everyone's like, oh, make good time. You know, <laughs> but just like the, the and I think Russ. It's in the front of the car at Both this point. Both of them. You know? Both yeah, of the them are, are in the front you know? seat, not wearing their seat belts. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I, I do. I don't want those moments, but I cannot wait for the, you know, the Audrey moment of like, we're not driving out to get one of those stupid ties with the sand. Yeah. I just can't wait to be like, nope, I have one of those. You know, just <laughs> I just love the, the dad humor in this because... Um, like I said, I watch it now from that lens of a dad trying to provide it all. Yeah. The, you're the last true family man, you know, yeah. and I just can't, I was, you know, not to get all, you know, we're not going to cry in this one. Uh, <laughs> sure, well, sure. You know, like I was telling my wife just the other day, like I want those moments, but I also don't want life to speed up. Yeah. I want to yeah. enjoy each moment, but I cannot wait for Harper uh, to just say stuff like that, you know, uh, and and You're and gonna then have or, two teenage girls in the backseat <laughs> of that car. <laughs> I'm gonna get two sanitized every year for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's why you get to cement these Christmas traditions now, so that when they're teenagers, it doesn't, you know, they don't think it's as boring or as lame. Right. But it is. I wouldn't be surprised for you that you're relating to it now, but I guarantee you as years come and they're like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, like Rusty and Audrey's age, like probably planning Christmas with teenagers has to be just like, they, I think they pictured that they did this so perfectly with, yeah, Rusty is not going to join in in the fa la 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 la. <laughs> like, he's just not going to do it. And Audrey is going to give you that sass and give you that attitude. Like, she's yeah. nobody wants to be there. They just want to be at home. Um, yeah. That's very, that's a very relatable thing for sure. And it's one of those, like, you go out early. You yeah. got to start early for this, you know, mm-hmm. and then you come back and, 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 uh, you know, there's other moments that with Russ and the, the, the lights and all that, like, oh, that's going to be Harper. Yeah. And just like, I'm already like strategizing how to prime her so she doesn't bail on me. <laughs> 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 like every one of his family members bails on him, you know. Um, but that brings me to just when you were talking about, you know, this movie and your life artificial real or whatever was it always in your like did you want a big tree like you know just that the living room took up as much space as you could kind of thing yeah it was the christmas tree i don't ever remember there being a time where i didn't enjoy putting up a christmas tree even as a teenager like i didn't have the rusty and audrey moments i just loved christmas was my super bowl um and i did my i have so many vivid memories i feel like the artificial tree that my family my parents had was very janky (laughs) and very cheap um but i have this charm these memories of it being charming and still enjoying it and my parents collected i think these bulbs these ornaments from um i think they were from sears or jc pennies back in the day but they would have a year imprinted on them like they wanted you to continue to buy it every single year and uh and they had like this little kind of like winter portrait on it and I remember those so vividly, but the biggest one for me was going to my grandparents 
and putting up their tree like mm-hmm. their tree looked realistic yeah. um their tree had such like really cool decor old school decorations that my grandma and grandpa had accrued over their lifetime and um their tree was the pinnacle christmas tree for me like that's what i picture um and so yeah here at, at my house um we we live in a place that has like really big vaulted ceilings so it's like my tree is like over 10 feet tall and oh, it's just yeah. like i the grand tree idea like that regardless of the rest of the decorations in your house that's the grandest thing in my mind that you need yeah. to have so yeah that's my what's your christmas tree preference it, it, <laughs> as dry it, as possible yeah as no flammable needles. as possible um <laughs> just the true charlie brown christmas tree um when i watch the movie i don't know if i want the break the win- <laughs> break the windows no. little uh, full little full lots of looks great though uh I, I just don't know if i want the that um you know I, I i have to think about what but as a kid i everything was larger than life as yes. kids right and the tree may have seemed like 30 feet tall to me and that was just an um, to walk in and just to see it it was a spectacle and you talked about your your grandparents um ornaments that just reminds like hey be careful with these and as a yeah. young young david like well, this is like 60 years old yeah you know yeah. they are truly old and just mm-hmm. beautiful and timeless and um i think of just how special ornaments can be now and the history behind them and they all tell a story um but yeah i i definitely will be uh, I, as i've gotten okay so i'll say this like the difference between clark and i there is like yeah the process i'm not a, always the biggest fan of i like the just the end the outcome yeah. right but now with kids i have definitely living like no 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 let's hang up each one i see what clark wait clark when he says you got to check every bulb like yeah i see the investment now because you're you're making ma- magic for everyone yes and yeah. I, I really do dig that so maybe as we do um if we can keep a tree alive this year <laughs> maybe we'll get a bigger one next we gotta just start there man i gotta just start <laughs> there by keeping one alive somehow you guys will get a plastic tree and you'll kill that <laughs> Oh, I, the needles yeah. will fall off of that somehow. <laughs> uh, don't water the light, the plastic tree. It'll light on fire. Uh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> we, we'll we just yeah we'll see. But you know I do um, I do have that as kind of my next uh, my next note. Like just within the tree itself and Clark and the other movies in this movie his wife Ellen says things like when they're laying in bed as he's wearing his his dinosaur pajamas <laughs> and one of the best sap still on the hand scenes so with the good. magazine it's so great and I hate I remember hating magazines because of that like those little cardboard slits of yeah. her their business reply back or whatever yeah. like they Just were like so 50 annoying. Of them. yeah yeah like why why you know and and but she goes you build things up in your mind Sparky you know standards yeah. that nobody could live up to and I was like oh I wonder, because I tell that story about like every time I go to pick up my daughter from school, I I picture like fireworks going off (laughs) and like streamers and just like, you know, I'm so excited to see you. And like there's a lot of the times where she's like, she'll drop her backpack, her coat and get in the car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. "Mm." (laughs) And so I'm like, I just even I bet if we got like a everyday vacation. You'd mm-hmm. still see Clark making every moment, just like the tree, oh, sure. I feel. Yeah. And maybe that's why his family and poor Ellen, but they're just like, Dad, it's everything with you. You make yes. every moment like this. And he's know? oblivious to it because I think yeah. he responds, when do I ever do that? Yeah, when and do I like, ever do Birthdays. that? Birthdays. Yeah. 
Christmases, anniversaries, Good night, honey. funerals. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, I think it's funny that even one of them was funerals. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a crazy one. Um, but it is like they have in all of the movies, Ellen and Clark, uh, Beverly D'Angelo and, and Chevy Chase, they have so much charm together like and i feel like in that scene of him yeah shaking like trying he just can't get the torn pages off of his fingers so she starts grabbing them they start getting stuck to her hand she can't get them off yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's so funny and i yeah i love the good night honey kiss and the and hair the hair yeah. is stuck he grabs the the the, the lamp with the other hand yeah. <laughs> it's just like but ellen's not surprised Like she's not shocked by the fact that her hair is stuck in his hands and that the lamp is now shattered. Like it's just, she knows that this is my husband. This This is just what he does. Like this is just a Thursday. (laughs) But you (laughs) got to love the other side of it because she's saying how stressed she is about the fit. Now my mom and dad want to come. Yes. And he just like, we got it. Yeah. You know, that's what Christmas is all about. Um, everyone in misery, basically. You know, he, he, but it's like, no, it's like, we can do this. I yes. want to put this on and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, he's got the fin, the big, like, plans, but Alan's yes. got to kind of make a lot of it happen behind the scenes, I feel, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I do love their, their chemistry. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, but there's a later scene where even Russ is like, Dad, don't you think we're going a little too much on this with all the lights? And he goes, when do I ever go, you know, too <laughs> yeah. much on things? And Russ is kind of, he really is oblivious to this. Well, and, and it's, and I think that that's another charming thing about it is that to Clark Griswold, it's not, it's never excessive. In his right. mind, it's not enough. Right. Like, and that's such a cool, like that's something I did not translate as a kid. As a grown man, <laughs> I realized that, that sometimes my standards are Clark W. Griswold standards. <laughs> and that seems not enough to me. But sure. everybody else, they're just like, do you really need 25 Christmas blow molds inside your home? <laughs> like, yes, I do. I need 30, in fact. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Why well, stop at 25 if you should have 30? You know, it's only five more. But wait a minute. We got to get to 50. Yeah, no. Uh, like, the, and that's what he does. Like, it, the, he just ex- extends it even more. But I do love that. And I, I do like parts of that as a dad. Like, how, let's go bigger. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's go better. You'll love it when it's done. Yes. Um, regardless of all the, uh, cursing and moaning it, it takes me to get this to there. Like, you <laughs> yes. know, uh, and I think maybe if, uh, Clark, you want to enjoy the process a little more. Yes. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I love the next kind of, you get the scenes of him at work, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I will never forget the Tasmanian coffee mug. Yeah. And I always wanted one. I think that's great. Um, I, and I actually had one as a kid. I think um, I think almost every kid either had a Tweety yeah. or a Tasmanian or a my, Bugs Bunny my mug. My dad mentioned at some point that he liked the Tasmanian devil. And typical Christmas gifts of other family members that they hear one time you yeah. say you like something and it could just a be a moderate it. like not an extreme like yeah you get a million of them that we got him tasmanian devil slippers tasmanian <laughs> devil like shirts mugs everything under the sun so every time i watch that movie and i see that mug i do i think of the fact that for probably 10 years easily <laughs> My dad got nothing but Tasmanian devil stuff. If we, if we ever get a P.O. box, it'll be just best of the best and the crow gifts. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's like, true. yeah, they love this. <laughs> uh, you know, but I get, I love their, I, lo- I love this conversation because I think of me now and I think of what uh, my, my wife has wonderful ideas, but like 
using the bonus to get a big family gift like the pool. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, the buddy was like, you're going to spend it on yourself, right? Oh, classic. Uh, oh, you just now noticed. Now we're talking there. <laughs> we're and, like, uh, David and I are 20 minutes into the episode and I've been drinking out of my Marty Moose coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, and, and another great scene where he, yes. you know, with the eggnog and everything. But yeah, you know, he's like, I just love that he's like, I want to. I want to keep providing experiences. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna. That's a big. So putting it in a pool, you know, is no small feat. So you know, but yeah, just like that, that made me think. Did you guys have a big family gift one year, or like a big family kind of a theme gift or a trip or something? What was that like for you? We <clears throat> we were an odd family that didn't go like the most. Like the most travel we ever did was in the era of Taekwondo where we would go to tournaments. Like we, there was one, yeah. the, I think the furthest we drove was to Iowa, to Davenport one year uh, to do a competition, which is, it's like nine hours. Yeah. And, um, but it was just for that competition. It was not sightseeing. It was not like anything. It was just, uh, you know, to dominate and come home with trophies. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, my biggest thing that I do feel like was always uh, the big thing was, I think I talked about it in a previous episode recently of the Holiday Inn Holodome, that oh, the yeah. indoor amusement park, essentially, of the putt-putt golf arcades, all that sort of stuff. Those are my most vivid, like all family getting together, going and doing this for a day, two days, a whole weekend, whatever it might be. Um, those are my fondest family vacation memories because the only other one that I have is over the summer, we went to um, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Southern Ohio. It's in Dayton. Okay. It's a huge, like it sounds boring, but it is a huge base that has like old spaceships, Ooh. like a cutting edge, like classified plane, like just cool stuff. I mean, it takes you like six hours to go through this whole place. Like it's insane. And then they have like a gift shop that has like remote control airplanes, like just crazy cool stuff that I remember when I was like eight, nine years old. We went and we did that, and then while we were driving back home, I mean, Dayton's like five hours, we wanted to go see some caverns. Like, they were these really cool caves in Southern Ohio. Okay. We were, it was it was multi-generational. It was my my parents, my grandparents, and, and me and my sister. And the car broke down oh. and, like, completely stranded on the side of the road. And it's just like, my dad was just like, that's it vacation over <laughs> like and it's just like so it was a very it was a very clark griswold sort of moment of the car breaking down halfway through so that's literally my lone like memory of a vacation and it was it was flawed it yeah. had this stuff that you laugh about in these movies right but when you're in it it's not it's funny 30 years later yeah. it's not funny <laughs> in the moment yes <laughs> how about uh, you I would, my mom worked very hard and very, very hard to provide us, um, just wonderful experiences. And I would say my memories were, um, you know, Disney trips during the holiday and saving up. And that was like the, the, the most amazing and big thing. Um, uh, a video game console, you know, yeah. and, and, and just those, you know, I do. Th and mom, uh, I do think you really worked hard to put us, uh, first when it came to the, the, the holidays and you still do um we talk about it now just the the experience that she provides as a grandma um and 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 making the holidays as, as magical and special and and memorable memorable as they can be you know um so yeah th those were those were kind of the things for me those are the kind of things i want to do for the girls um 
provide experiences or, or provide things that will last them a long time. Yeah. These, and I do feel like Clark was good about that, providing these just memorable moments and experiences that, that, that in, uh, you know, even with all the hijinks and hard stuff in those moments, the end result, yes. right? When the house finally turned on and all that, or when yeah. the pool finally is going to be installed, like uh, that, you got to just get to that point. Right. And then it'll, that's, I think that's what Clark did. Like, once you just get there, Ellen, it'll all be good. Yeah. And then, of course, so what will we do next? And like, yes. there was no, no breather moment. No. What's the um, next bar? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but then I, I, I was thinking one of the best, one of the best scenes in the movie, especially thinking of it now as a kid and how you you get these feelings, not only as a kid, but as an adult. And they're, they're, they're the same feelings regardless of age. When you know you have family coming mm-hmm. and you're waiting in anticipation <laughs> and yeah. then you hear the doorbell ring, whether you're the kid or the adult, you yes. get that stomach feeling yes. like anxiety, happiness, stress, yes. all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Kid or adult. And, 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 and you know they're coming. And so you're yes. just waiting. And waiting, and you're kind of passing time, and then, then all of a sudden, you think you have ten minutes, and then it's the doorbell rings. Yes, kind of yeah, thing, right. And I think they they did that so good in this movie because the doorbell is like in slow motion, and it sounds like a like a ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> sort of like it's like the Christmas carols, sinister sort of like. And I like that it resonates through the whole house, and they bounce between Ellen's panic. Like Clark's panic, Russ's panic, Audrey's panic. Like it is, you're right. That is like such a, whenever I have holiday get togethers, there is that like half hour leading up that you're just like, who's coming early? Yes. Like, you know, like all these different things that you're trying to pre-plan in your brain of like, how do I deal with this? Um, Yeah. And just like, there's so much, there's just so much weighing in on that. Cause you want, I'm the same way. I'm a Clark Griswold. I want everybody to have a good time. I want everybody to just like have the best possible time ever. And uh, so it's just, yeah, I, I'm just riddled with <laughs> anxiety, like leading up to it. But then while they're here, I'm doing everything I can to like, do you want this drink? Do you want that? Do you want to sit here? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Let's, let's play a game. Right. Like it's um, yeah. You want everybody to go home and be like, that's the best Christmas party I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> but it, in that scene, we are not Clark, you and I. Yeah. You and I are the dads. That's true. In. Oh, well, I've got this on my back. Oh, my, my, when we talk in podcasts, my headphones uh, blew up. My microphone is, oh, and I have, the, my cords are too long. You know, uh, we'll be, we'll be getting, and people are going to be like, they're bickering again about all their issues. Like that. I was like, oh, that's Eric and I down the road. Yeah, it's true. Well, and it's, it's such a relatable thing too, because like I, you know, Thanksgiving was just a few days ago and I am sitting, I, I go into my aunt's house and the very first thing out of my mom's mouth is a laundry list of health issues. <laughs> and it's like, she's just telling them that like in the most graphic detail. And I just kind of put my hand on her shoulder and was just like, thank you mom for telling me this now. And not when I have a plate of food in front of me. <laughs> like, and it's so relatable because even in this movie, it's like Ellen's mom, beelines right to her and the first words out of her mouth is ellen do you know that i have hemorrhoids now yeah. and she's like yep. oh mother <laughs> like, yeah, and just like why 
You haven't yeah. seen your parent in months. Why would that be the first yeah. thing that comes out of your mouth? Yeah. It's just such an old person rub, thing. Well, if you rub my feet, I will give you a quarter. A quarter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Audrey, too. Yeah. Oh, of I love And that that is such a classic like uh, moment. The retelling of all the stuff you have going on now to each other. Like, oh, they have to know I have uh, hemorrhoids. Oh, they have to know that I have something on my back. You yeah. know, it's just like... So my that's that I I raised you for fifty years. You're gonna hear my stuff now because I had <laughs> to listen true. to all your stuff, you know. Yeah. So I'm just when uh, yeah Harper uh, you and and Mara be ready for that. Um, well, I thought you were when you were saying that one of the most relatable scenes or one of the like bigger scenes for you. I was expecting you to go down the little boy route of the can't see the lion can you Russ scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> oh man, I I uh, think the shop, the shopping that that scene. Um, well, that's such that's another like just scene for for Chevy to do his, his thing. Yes, and yeah. to somehow take away from the um, very attractive salesperson and you're like, yeah, she's beautiful. I want to see what Chevy, Chevy does in this scene. Yes, and yeah. just, he gets me every time in that moment of where he just goes through that um, tis the season to be married. Oh, that's my name. <laughs> you know, and he just like every, he talks about his wife. Oh, she's dead. God rest her soul. You know? She's not soul. dead, uh, you know, but she doesn't buy the door. Like he's just riffing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just amazing. Um, that is a moment where I pause in my brain though of like, I don't know. <laughs> Will that be David at the mall? I don't even think those are, that exists anymore. Though, no. But I love it's a kiosk type of environment, like a in the in the middle of them. And he's just sitting on the glass at one point, yes, or on the yeah. counter, just making himself comfortable, uh-huh. you know. And uh, yeah, I just I'm like, I don't think David, Dad, David will be doing that. Well, and it's funny because I think we touched on it in the vacation with Chevy episode. We did a, I can't remember what episode number it was. But in that same movie with like Christy Brinkley, I think was the the his the, the, drive the girl it, yep. in the Ferrari. Yeah. That even when he finally meets her in the pool, we had talked about it in that, and it's the same with this. He, I feel like he's so loyal to his wife. Yeah. And he's he loves Ellen so much that he just he can't even form a normal sentence in yeah. front of an attractive woman, <laughs> and it is he does it so funny like it, there's so many lines in there of just like the stores are much hooter than they hotter than they are yeah. <laughs> like you just it's nipple. <laughs> did i say nipple no <laughs> you know and he just turns into this like little boy he does you know he's... this giddy like oh, i want yeah. the playground out talking to a girl yeah well and it's just like i think there's even the point where it's just like he fumbles with his words so much that the Mary, the salesperson, is just like, can I pull anything out can for I you? Can I something out for you? <laughs> and, he just, <laughs> and he doesn't even have a line. He's just like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he just keeps he keeps doing this hand yeah. back and forth and he just can't even he uses formulate the, the underwear is like a, a sweat wipener you know <laughs> yeah, and uh, tries to put, to put it, it in his coat yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's, it's but, great yeah yeah it's just so charming and i think it just goes to show that it's just like he's a family man he loves his wife and he doesn't know how to do this and it's good that he doesn't know how to do this yeah. <laughs> like he's not a sleazeball um but like and i think he just realizes that all he's so nervous because he knows that it's just like like I can't do this to Ellen. And I love I love that. And and all of these movies, uh, I feel like there's always that note of he gets a little bit of temptation, but he's yeah. just like 
his nervousness and his Chevy Chaseness <laughs> just right. like immediately puts that out of your mind. They're like, yeah. oh, he's not going to do that. And, you know, <laughs> he wouldn't do that to Ellen. But yeah, to, to have little Rusty come up and just be like, can't see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, and he just says that look like, oh, you know. Oh, man. And then, you know, I did want to go back. I think we were talking about the tree. And I, I do have to give a, a quick shout out and love to certain characters. But I, I do love uh, the moment when he uh, brings home the tree and he's getting to cut it down. But we get the first glimpse of the neighbors. Yeah. And they, as much as Chevy's needed, I'm so glad there is that, like, polar opposite neighbor mm-hmm. and and you get to see so I, I just thought of this because we get, we see Chevy in this moment of giddy and like you know he forgets how to talk to girls and all, it's a really fun scene and, but in that scene he's like confident and like these these are the, the morons you yes, know yes. bend over and I'll show where are you going to put a tree that <laughs> bend over and I'll show you I you wasn't talking, talking to you <laughs> I wasn't talking to you you know and then he yeah chainsaw like it's a different it's it's it, we're, he's like that leading man, yes. and we're rooting for him again. But the way he comes out uh, from the garage wearing the, the the Jason mask and like looks to the left like a villain, it's just it's it's really great. Um, but uh, you have to give love to uh, I'm gonna say her name wrong, but Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes, yeah. Um, you know Elaine uh, from Seinfeld because and and I don't know her the other actor's name, but they are such a great duo as neighbors and just annoyed with each other annoyed with clark and why do we have this life why do we have to live to this live next to this maniac yes yeah. you know but i just love and i think that as i get older i do watch them more too in the movie because when i was younger they were like just so annoying they were and they yeah. are but i noticed they're they're just humor more yeah you know well, well i don't it, it, know margo <laughs> you know well, and it Why is, is the it's carpet all wet, wet Todd? Todd. <laughs> Stacy and I, my wife and I, to this day, whenever somebody spills something or if we, in the winter, if snow gets tracked in and you step yeah. on a cold spot, it is, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> oh, or if Turbo, our dog... If there's something that like, <laughs> if there's something that he does, or if he licks the floor, uh, like I'll hear Stacy go, "Why is the carpet all wet, Turbo?" <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny, and I do each year. I feel like they become more relatable as well to me because they're the perfect example of. I think they're the younger generation from yes. Clark, who's yep. a family man, and they have nice cars, nice house. They don't relate to this family of four next door. Okay. They're just the two of them. Um, and Stacy and I are the same way. It's just the two of us. So it's like there are certain things that I could see if I had a neighbor like Clark who had a house that required extra energy power <laughs> at the power plant like and was blinding me that I fell down my staircase. I wouldn't be that happy about, <laughs> about that. Um, or I know that I wouldn't be the husband who says nothing when my neighbor tells my wife, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was quite a smarmy guy for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I was thinking, all right, um, we've got the great there. There are so many. It's it's interesting with this movie because and I don't realize these things until I'm older, but this is one of this is probably the best movie, in my opinion, of the whole collection. And it's so funny because they rarely leave home. Yeah. Right. This isn't true. some big travel. We had that wonderful mall scene with him and Russ and and that was just really great. But most of the time this movie's at home and it's just watching Chevy do stuff with the stuff in his house. Yeah. And I think the moments of him being up in the attic mm. and 
it's another like the driving and not wanting to have road rage with someone. This is another scene that has like been implanted in my brain of yeah. what not to do yeah. when you're up in the attic, right? Where to step and where not to step. Yeah. And you watch him do it now. And you're like, why are you stepping on that? Why? Yeah. You know, you don't walk on that part. Yeah, of you the walk attic. on the studs. What are you doing? <laughs> but I, I never grew up in a home with like one of those um, doors you pull down with the ladder mm. and all that. So just watching that physical comedy and that humor, like slapstick, is still hilarious to me. But I'm I'm very like uh, leery, uh, weary, uh, leery of, of of that. Like yes, yeah, pulling it down and blam, slacks, yeah, know, smacks you in the face. Have you had? Have you ever lived in a home with that? And do you have memories of going up there and yeah. using it as more of a a room than a space it is it, it, it's funny because I, I i know for sure the house that i grew up in had because it was an old house it had a pull down like that and it okay. had a ladder that came out of it it didn't come out does it happen like that no it didn't come oh, out aggressively okay. like that but it's kind of clark's fault that he looked away <laughs> as he was pulling it down um but i'm pretty sure my grandparents house also had it too but when i was a kid I was who I was small, so I was who was sent into the attic. <laughs> and then if we were, you could fit up there. Yeah, if we were running new electricity, if we were doing any sort of type of construction, yes. that's I was the one sent up there to do it. And my dad did tell me, walk on the studs, don't step in between the studs. <laughs> like, and what's so funny is in the entire history of my childhood of being the person that was sent into the attic, the only person to step not on the studs and put a hole through our ceiling was my father. <laughs> and it's so funny that he's like so intent of thinking this young little kid, this his son is going to forget and put his foot through something. And he was the one <laughs> to eventually do it. And yeah. the entire time we lived there for about, I think it was until I was like 13 or 14, there was that, it was just one part of the ceiling that was foot-sized, popped out, that he never <laughs> fixed until we moved. And it, uh, so yeah, watching this movie, uh, to this day, I have that memory of, yeah, the only person to ever put a foot through the ceiling was my dad, just like Clark. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I, you know, as I said, I didn't have that type of attic. We had a space where we could, so I remember stepping on the studs and not on the on the boards, but I never had, I've always, and will wish to have a moment like that. I mean, there. They're, they're, a pinnacle moment in that movie like it's just it's it's it's, it's like burning in my brain him being stuck up there and then putting on the purple gloves putting on that like i almost like call it like uh uh what are the uh, people who can read the future or, uh, oh you know, yeah the the like psychics little, yeah psych, yeah the, those kind of hats i yeah. don't know and just it, all it took and you rewatch that scene he's not even crying Mm -hmm. But it's one little tear it on is. his cheek yes. that like just is shining. Yes. And yeah. you just see all this emotion in that little, little tear and him just, just, just loving his life yes. and loving what he grew up with yeah. and, and making the best out of a terrible situation. Him stuck up there, you know, um, he had fallen. Yeah. He, he stepped through and, and landed on his son's bed just at his feet. But then he's like. I'm going to make the best out of this. I'm going to use it to warm my hands, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then he, and then you just see him sitting there and the music's playing mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, yeah. When you take, I, like I have in my notes that when you take any, any scene in the movie and you add a ballad from Ray Charles, when you hear yeah. Ray Charles's <laughs> voice, like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, and then you combine it with Christmas and just Chevy's face and the tear, like you're saying, he's in a ridiculous outfit. <laughs> 
He's like, like you said, the crazy velvet hat, like the fur coat around it, and the crazy drive. Female, everything's <laughs> yeah, a female thing that he's wearing. Everything's his mom's or something. It is, that he's yeah. Got, yeah. But to have him sitting there and just his hand on his chin, and he's watching the the reel to reel stuff with Ray Charles playing. It's just, oh, it, it's a pinnacle Christmas scene. It really yeah. is. Like what? it's it's that it's nostalgia depicted in the best possible way. Like it's so charming. When he pulls out the reels and like finds the Christmas one, yeah, you almost can feel his excitement yes. and just of the n- nostalgia, yeah, and and the whimsy of, of of all those. And it had many memories. I remember my grandparents. There was like this little shelf that had VHS tapes with labels and, yeah. and all that. And and um, I'll have to just go back with my family and see if those were ever digitized or if we still have them, if there's a way uh, a way to watch them. But I just think when you think of this movie, that's, that scene of him sitting up there and just going through that really, really is just a, a memorable scene. And it, then, it's, it's one of the most sentimental scenes, yeah. I think, of the entire, in the entire movie. Um, and it's, I, I think it's similarly to what we've talked about with like planes, trains and, um, father of the bride, like movies with similar tones to this. It's so crazy that it goes from him, his, and I love that it's his mother-in-law that shuts him up there. Like, I, I think it's so yeah. funny that it's like, it's an in-law that did it, but to go from that to him walking across the boards and them smacking, it's like Charlie Chaplin style, just hitting him in the face, <laughs> ridiculous slapstick comedy, busting through the ceiling to then a super sentimental twist for maybe like a minute. And then for Ellen, (laughs) (laughs) like to Ellen to just pull it open. It's just like, I would assume she probably got injured too. (laughs) I mean, you have like a six foot three Clark Griswold coming down on you and a reel to reel projector. All (laughs) of it. All of it. But like it ended like just this abrupt like stop to the sentimentality and it's like oh wait we're back to this is a comedy <laughs> we're back to the comedy yeah, yeah it's just it's so great it, it is one of my favorite scenes without a doubt they did a great job of weaving in all that i think that's a really good point the the sentimental moments the letdowns the comedy the great moments i think of just the the next you know kind of uh, of scenes of him and Russ working on the house and getting the lights up and and the 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 the, the great ladder scene of him climbing up the ladder <laughs> and then it shimmies back down on him and he's just kind of looking around and yeah checking and, to see did anybody else yeah. see yeah. <laughs> and of course I mean if he lived across from me I'd, I'd be looking at my window the whole time oh like for just sure. watching him what's he gonna do next <laughs> that bonehead you know um, but he's thinking oh everyone else is a bonehead I'm gonna have the best lo- house on the in the neighborhood yeah you know? and then of course he stays pulls his shirt to so the funny. roof and and I, I will never forget the scene of him trying to get back on the ladder of how he should do his hands you know <laughs> it's just little physical like you said it so earlier good. physical comedy that yes. he's gonna do and you're with him hanging on everything he does and it's just so great um but like like the the, the, the moments of him then sliding down the roof and and falling into the bush and and Alan comes out you know dinner ready uh, great. I'm starving. You know, and you can't you see can hear, him. And he's you can hear him spitting too. He's like, yeah. <laughs> be right in, honey. <laughs> like he's just got a mouthful of needles. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so. It, he did like it, it, it. There are so many parts where he doesn't have dialogue, and that I think of the same thing too. That like he doesn't know whether or not to go in front of or behind the rung yeah. on the ladder, uh, and. And he's lucky, he's unlucky, but lucky enough to not get seriously injured. Because right. even when he pulls the sleeve off, 
he falls back against his one tree in the front yard and then pushes himself back forward that he's just he, he it, I, I love that about these this particular movie is that you know he's gonna get he's gonna have something happen that's kind of like a Tim the Toolman Taylor yeah. but it's if he's doing a project something's happening <laughs> like something right. ridiculous is happening but he's lucky enough that he really doesn't get hurt it, yeah. it's just comedy um but yeah that i and i understand that idea too that like the idea of putting up christmas lights is uh is such a process and i yeah. i love that he really tries to recruit russ but he gives him <laughs> the most difficult task of like well a, not here yeah it's the size of rusty's torso <laughs> like what are we doing clark you didn't put him away good enough last year <laughs> like this is your fault um right. but it is like yeah that idea of the whole family's here i need to make this house impressive like i yeah. need to make it super grand uh yeah and because i feel like i had forgot that this scene is split into two things that you have it the first time where he's all the hijinks happen and and does it because then i think it goes into a drum roll that he thinks it's done yeah he and invites the whole family out and audrey's yeah. i hope no one in the neighborhood sees me out here in my bathrobe my <laughs> yeah. pajamas and the mother-in-law's like oh no it's the dad i think my father-in-law well, if they know your father they'll think nothing of it you yeah. know and and <laughs> what i love the reason that scene sticks out to me is just thinking as, as da dad mode is like audrey kind of why are we doing this? Why do we yeah. have to be out here? This is embarrassing. And then, of course, it doesn't work. And and right. and he's like so so, and he does the great scene. It almost reminds me of Doc and Back to the Future, getting the extension cords and plugging in and all that. Um, and nothing happens. And then they all start like, "Oh, you're basically like this was a waste of your time. A washing machine works. You know, he worked really hard on this. Oh, so is a washing machine. But such that's a scene mean that, comment oh, from the father-in-law. But Audrey sticks up for him. Like she he does. worked really hard on this, Graham. Pa. Yeah, and it's like it just is like a heartwarming moment, you know. But I think she even says too when she's about to go back inside, she goes, "It looks great even without them on, Dad." And she hugs them and goes yeah. inside. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, it, it is nice that even though she's like a grumpy teenager, that she yeah she sticks up for her dad. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And and you know his dad is like, "If you need me, I'll be inside asleep." Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "Russ, you checked every ball, right? Maybe we should like, well, yeah, Dad. Oh, I've got to do the laundry. I've I got, got some to bills. The lawn. To pay. I've got some bills. <laughs> Just another you know great uh, string of, of lines. But well, you even know, then, Ellen for her to say. She sees that he's hyper focused on yeah. like looking at his schematics and looking up at the lights and just looks at him and instead of saying anything or trying to help him through it, it's just like, don't stay up too late, honey. Yeah. Like that she knows that this is all he's focused yeah. on right now. Don't stay too to late, Sparky. It. And yeah. just like uh, you know, knowing him, he's gotta figure this out. Um and it isn't until, you know, um a little bit later, you know, yeah. and, and it, that it, it like it doesn't happen and and um you know, he goes through that great knocking off all the, the reindeer antlers and the Santa. And, and, just... and, and this is one of those many moments where I realize that I am Clark oh, no. Griswold when it comes to stuff. I, the other day, it was this week, I had I upgraded my internet so that we don't have any podcast issues. And I that when the router came, I plugged it in and every smart plug hooked up to every Christmas light in my house no longer worked because it was a new router and oh. i turned into clark griswold <laughs> like 
like I had to go around, reset everything. Everything bugged the living crap out of me. And I feel like I was lucky enough to know that my blow molds are highly collectible. So I'm not punching Santa in the face and karate chopping <laughs> antlers. Like, <laughs> but I totally, it was so, I feel like I always have that in most projects. I have those moments of if something goes wrong, I'm just like, oh my God, like this yeah. is the universe is against me. What is going on? And uh, and I'm just hyper-focused on getting it fixed because I'm afraid that if I don't get it fixed, it'll, you know, because I, I was trying to get this all set up within an hour of my sister coming over for a Christmas party we were having here. And my niece, Lucy, it was her first time seeing the scale of the Christmas light. So it was, it was straight yeah. up. <laughs> Like the Clark W. Griswold moment. And I was lucky enough that even with all the stress and all the shenanigans, I finished it within like two minutes of them coming. By the time they walked in the door, I'm overheated, beet red, <laughs> sweating. I'm like, it's just, yeah. So this scene is super relatable to me. <laughs> See, I love that. I'm going to be the opposite. I'm going to be Uncle Eddie as the family comes over. Shutter's full. You know, come on in. You know, uh, the tree is dead, uh, Lucy. We haven't watered it. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, um, love that he is you know finally uh gets the tree uh or i'm sorry gets the lights on and i will say you know he okay i'm just gonna say this <laughs> you work you work very hard on your setup right and i do love this thought of you working very hard on your on your setup but we drive <laughs> past your house and there's just like broken routers and modems on the curb broken <laughs> christmas stuff you've got this wonderful you know setup inside but all the yeah that's what they had though right you see it later all those reindeer and the santa and all that stuff was on the curb just yeah, like the collateral damage destroyed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he does all that hard work did you think the house looked good on the outside oh no like all my, the lights nothing I mean, was in a row nothing was parallel it was it, all over the place it didn't yeah. take me until adult rewatches to be like wait a minute none of that's kind of uniform or no. it's just kind of he just threw it up there he did yeah yeah okay yeah i've always thought the, the same thing one. that there it, it i feel like when i was a kid it looked amazing to me i thought yeah. that, that was like so grand and i'm like you cover your whole house <laughs> in lights like this is insane but yeah as an adult who is so finicky about how his christmas decorations are i do i've realized over the years i'm like nothing's parallel what did you do here right Clark? like this is ridiculous <laughs> so yeah i would say kudos to the hard work it didn't look that great but i will now realize we're like the father-in-law and this is what i hope lucy did to you i hope <laughs> when lucy saw it all and it, I hope she goes, the little ones aren't twinkling, uh, Eric. <laughs> Thank, thanks for noticing, thanks for Lucy. Noticing. <laughs> you know, and I, I just love that uh, you deserve um, a Christmas like this. So you taught me all I know about illumination. Exterior, he says something. Yeah, exterior, you taught me illumination. exterior illumination. His dad, yeah. Uh, and I think he's like crying as he says it too. You've taught me yeah. everything I know about exterior illumination. <laughs> and uh, then you get, to me, the movie just changes yes. for the better. Yeah. Uncle Eddie and his family. Yep. And Uncle Eddie, you know, and uh, I mean, it's like flipping the switch on this movie where, you know, because we know just the, 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 everything just revs up um, mm -hmm. and, and you get just to me some of the best like 
low-key moments in the movie. I, I just think of one that always stands out to me. I did not notice as a kid until I was an adult. But Uncle Eddie and, and, and Clark are in the living room, and Uncle Eddie's like messing around with that wooden thing. And it just breaks <laughs> all, it all down. <laughs> and Clark's just like, ah. You know, and he's talking about the yak woman. And, uh, you know, she and makes they, a good something. Well, um, and then getting his, his daughter cured off the wild. She's in the clinic getting cured off the wild turkey. Yeah, when I was which a kid, I didn't know was I thought, alcohol. Yeah, I thought when I was a kid, I thought she got like bit by a turkey. <laughs> like yeah. that's how I perceived it. Yeah. Getting cured off the wild turkey. But yeah, you're like, oh, she's an alcoholic. She's a, the yak woman. She's a good cook or something like that. And, and, and then though, but if you notice what he's wearing, mm-hmm. he's got that like under fancy just to the yeah the i think they were test, called a, a dicky i believe is what yeah. they were called yeah and it's just like you can see the perfect square like through the whites the, the turtleneck sweater like and i noticed too he's wearing the white dress shoes from the original yeah. christmas vacation or the that original he got vacation. clark a pair of. yeah yeah that's yeah. <laughs> such a good tie-in um but he and even it, the way he's drinking out of the moose mug too yeah is like super gross <laughs> like he's just slurping down the eggnog but i because there is, isn't there a line too where he's like, You surprised to see me here, Clark? <laughs> he goes, I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, What can I, what can I do for, you know, get you? You need anything? And uh, drive you. I can't, but I can't deliver it because only Chevy can, but just like, you know, drive you out to the middle of nowhere or leave you leave for dead. dead. But he just, <laughs> does it so casually he does and, and eddie does not hear him like he turned away just <laughs> enough to not hear him <laughs> yeah it's, it's so good you know and and then you kind of get the the realizations throughout the movie um you know that the kids eddie's kids won't have a good christmas and that's where clark steps up it's like we want to give you guys a good christmas as yeah. you know and then eddie's got a list but he goes I <sighs> alphabetically get that yeah. real nice clark. real nice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like it, and it's funny. I never noticed it as a kid, but as an adult, even when he's talking about being on hard times, they're in Walmart and all he keeps picking up is dog, dog food. Just he has one on dog, dog and he gets like three 30 pound bags of dog. Why? Food. He's just going to eat out of the trash later. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but there's, there's one part that is just a really funny comedic exchange between the two of them. And it's not even dialogue that he puts the three bags of food on it. And then Clark sees uh, replacement light bulbs and is like, oh, I need those. And he sits them down mm, at the crush. same time. Eddie puts another back and neither of them acknowledge it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just so funny. But uh, it is, it's one of those things that everybody has family members that is the one family member that you're like, you're going to change the dynamic of the entire <laughs> holiday. Yeah. And so it's so relatable in this. And I love the fact that it just goes to show that Clark is a true family man. Yeah. Like that he's willing to put up with it. He's not going to put up with it silently. He's going to have the zingers here and there. But at the same time, he knows that just because Eddie is this way doesn't mean I need to punish his kids for it. Yeah. And that I'm going to give them a good Christmas so that they're not... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a doorbell moment, but it's like the the little girl references that the her brother's <laughs> bricks, and he's oh, like, sorry. "Oh, you, you shouldn't say that." Oh, sorry, <laughs> rocks, <laughs> rocks. Yeah, it's so great, <laughs> you know. But then you say that, and I'm like, "Well, wait, maybe Clark." He's also knowing the way he is needs mm-hmm. to give him 
family a good Christmas. Yeah, you know, it's true. like they don't see how good they are together because no. of all the hijinks they both cause. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, but but you know, Clark has painted a picture of Uncle Eddie. Well, and not to you know, Uncle Eddie is Uncle Eddie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's good reasoning there. But we also have our picture of Clark because of the way he does things. Right. Um, but I I, I just love the. Clark gets, I do love Clark gets his like recharge moments. And all I can think about is the pool scene where he's, Mm -hmm. he's daydreaming of the pool there. And this is what I love. He's thinking of the family there for a moment. Yeah. Family (laughs) first. Quickly, quickly disappear (laughs) uh, to like non-existent, like, (sighs) like Thanos snap disappear, (laughs) gone. And we see the gal from the mall. And (sighs) what I love is that we've only seen his face a lot of the time in that moment. And then they flash to the behind the camera and his whole body and hands are pressed up against against the window, (laughs) the window. And it's just, again, physical humor and the way he's just like, yeah, you you just love it. And, um, and the, the, the daughter of uncle Eddie, you know, Santa and, and all that. And, and that's where we hear about Clark and and how the kids aren't going to have Santa come this year and all that. And he just snaps right back into, we're going to provide everyone a good Christmas and that's what matters and even though he's got a lot of this is where I think of dad David a lot of stress and this and that he's thinking about that bonus and he's got the pool he's already put a deposit down for yeah, and, like a $7,500 you know, deposit in 1989 yeah. Holy right. That's, crap. Yeah. That's an that's insane heavy. amount of money now, let alone in 1989. Yeah, he's 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 got a he's got a lot of probably I would say self-induced pressure on yes. himself because you know he wanted the family there he's going to do the pool but it's like we're going to also make sure they have we didn't even know they were coming we're going to make sure they have a good christmas too um and then you got another memorable you know just just scene to me where where the movie's kind of got its own environment um kind of like a set piece in a show right the the, the dinner scene yeah um where i guess that's ellen's grandma um, who comes in with the cat food and oh, that, the cat that's Jello. their great great aunt Bethany and great oh, okay, aunt, that's great right. uncle Lewis and because yeah. then they <laughs> I feel like that's that's a um I feel like as much as our jingle all the way episode that you're nailing the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger accent as we continue to reference him and I feel like you I listened to that re-listened to that episode when I was editing it and I'm like he got better as that episode went on for me my claim to fame is Aunt, Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis <laughs> so oh like, I cannot uh, wait I feel like when she comes up to the house and goes is your house on fly at clock <laughs> <laughs> the oh, blessing yeah it's like it no Aunt Bethany say the blessing <laughs> <laughs> but even when she's just like she goes on this whole whole rant when she's coming in the house of just like don't push me down Clark and he's like I won't Aunt Bethany is Rusty still in the Navy (laughs) are you still dating Clark you know she asked that at some point too after that whole thing with Clark yeah let's go into the other room say hello to everybody hello everybody (laughs) it's just so she's such a tiny sweet charming woman Uh, and I would assume she was probably like both of them seemed like they were actually in their 80s when the actors for that movie for sure yeah yeah, the Uncle Lewis uh, was also, he was in a lot of 80s and 90s movies as random side characters that needed that gravelly like voice. Yeah. Um, and his toupee, oh. like everything about them. Like we the all cigar. have, yeah, it's so good. The stogie, I should say. <laughs> Get my stogies. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not busy doing anything. <laughs> What's wild is we're talking about this movie and I think of, there's still craziness left yeah like this is just the 
the st- middle of it. Yes. Of yeah. all that still happened on this night. And it gets uh, on so Christmas much Eve, worse. You know? So it's much worse. So much worse for Clark. Like, Clark, you don't even know, you know, yeah. what you're in for. Um, you know, and that poor cat. She wrapped the damn cat up. <laughs> and the way there was nothing in that box. The way Chevy, like, it's just like he's trying to talk to Ellen. <laughs> it's just jerking around and he has to, like, hold it. Like, it's just, oh, he's so... He's so funny. And I love that Ellen's just like writes it off as she's old. She gets confused. And, and Rusty's like, great. I can't see what I can't wait to see what I unwrap. <laughs> you know, do you know why Ellen's so ready to just say that like that? Because she's going to be saying it about her husband. That's true. He's old. He just gets confused. <laughs> like that is she's already she's already ready. Um, but of course you get the, you know, well, of course you get Uncle Eddie's gross line. Let's go find your sister or something like that. I'm like, oh, boy, that's probably <sighs> so the only thing where I'm just like, oh, um, but, you know, um, you get the iconic dinner scene and that turkey looked amazing it, it, it looked did. amazing that holds there are certain movies because i feel like we'll talk like when we talked about it in father of the bride that house stunning mm. as a kid a kid and adult i was just like holy crap that's a beautiful home and uh this house clark's house that dining room the grand four like everything about it was so cool the home alone house yeah so, such a big thing from that era and there is like when i think about christmas dinner in the most nostalgic Christmassy way. It's this scene. It's this yeah. very scene. Like it's so cool. I love it so much. When I tell Scout, I said that's how it is though. Like at least the meal. Well, I hate this dinner scene because it's a lot of chewing on that. So well, I guess noises. Paul would have loved it. Paul, there's a lot of skin, my man. He wouldn't have to fight over it. I have to give. So I will pause on that moment because I've re-listened to that, and 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 my wife was like, "You love turkey skin." I will say I just heard it as like a tug of war of turkey yes, skin. Yeah. And that's, over that's kind of what I do. So Paul, I'm sorry. I love turkey skin too, but uh, you, you, this thank scene. You, thank I mean, you for the great content. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're still the creep though, Paul. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just what a little dry, you know, uh, and just, I hate that scene. Cause I can still hear them chewing and clanking. Yeah. I feel like you would, this dinner would be your worst nightmare it is. of all time. It is. I mean, yeah. I, I just see you going with that jello with the catnip in it and the Turkey itself and the way people are, well, gosh, oh my gosh. Could you imagine sitting next to uncle Eddie and he takes the sweet potatoes Eats off the spoon, the oh. serving spoon, and I, then puts it. It back. would be his for the what rest would you of the do? night. I would just I be know. like, "Don't pass that around. That's yours." I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, like I just rewatch, and, and so yeah, young David probably. I mean, I was that, you know, and I, I probably my family members like David. You chew the lot. You like, you know, talk, yeah, I chew very loud. So I'm I'm like there, but when I watch it on TV, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate this scene. Yeah, uh, well, and, you know. and I feel like Clark does a Chevy does a great job. Of when he eats the jello and you can tell that something tastes bad to him that he so quickly is just like yeah. <laughs> he like swishes the water <sighs> and makes this like face and he just sees the cat food and he's just like yeah uh, Aunt Bethany does your cat like jello <laughs> he's like, I don't know about you Clark but I'm liking it like it's just so gross and the great uncle's just like sitting behind her like yeah, you know, just like she messed up something you know yeah it, it, and I talked about the green lime jello 
but with bananas, marshmallow, and nuts. Mm. Um, I will the cat food. <laughs> I will vouch to say they probably tasted the same. It probably t- catnip and uh, that they were probably equally probably gross. So, but uh, as long as Uncle Eddie liked it, yeah, it's you true. know, it is good. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, a lot of clanking, a lot of even the his dad reaches over and gets like a bell pepper. And the way he does that, there's just, I, yeah, just a lot of grossness in that it scene. Is, yeah. Um, well, I think Ellen, there's one scene where the camera's passing down the line of everybody. She has a piece of turkey on her fork and she flicks it <laughs> over her shoulder, eats an empty fork, and then just goes, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, kind of like. like <laughs> yeah. It's so fast, like in subtle, but it's so funny. <laughs> and then this is a moment I did uh, last night where it was like the line before the line. And because Clark's like, you know, kids, I heard Santa, you know, saw him, you know, blah, blah. And, 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 and I, right before he does it, he goes, you serious, Clark? And right before <laughs> Uncle Eddie says it, you know, because it's just, yeah, you know, Chevy's just like, doesn't even respond. No, he just like looks at him and it then looks away. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't do I can't it, you know, deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. But that's another one of those things that like year round, my wife and I, whenever we ask each other a question or you respond to it, well, one of us will say, you serious, Clark? <laughs> like, is that what serious? we're doing? <laughs> Save the neck for me. <laughs> it's just so good, you know. And then I love the defiance or like the, nope, not, you know, it's like, well, maybe you sh- shouldn't feed him from the table. And you, like, you get this tension between mm-hmm. Uncle Eddie and, and Clark. And you like, see it no, on, on no. Uncle Eddie's wife, too. Yeah. You can like, see in the background, like, oh. Like, What's happening yeah. here? Like, no, no, no. He's probably just digging in the, the garbage again. Yeah. And you're just kind of going along with the meal. And that's when Clark realizes, like, oh, what's our kitchen look like? And yeah. of course. But there's no, that's where Uncle Eddie gets you. There's no, like, um, remorse. No. What, you know? Just he just like, moves along. He hears his dog throw up and he just moves <laughs> along. He keeps eating his sweet potatoes. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's because that, I feel like that then transitions into, if you're not doing anything constructive, <laughs> go get my stogies. Right. Like that you have other family members that, like he's cleaning up hands and knees on the kitchen, the ground. Yeah, cleaning this up and you make a statement like that and I feel like Ellen even says just give it to him it could be his last Christmas and she's it. like it will it be will if be he, if he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to use that one um, yeah that's great you know and then you kind of get Clark going into this, the living room and the trees off because that cat has been kind of getting at the lights, right? Yeah. And he plug. you're like both, well he, he looks like what's going on and I see that in dad mode like I, I do that like I'm like I, I start just catastrophizing things. And yeah. then I'm like, wait a minute. See, see if it's plugged in. Yeah, right. And you're like, oh, they are not. Okay, I just got to plug this in. He gets the first one, the lights come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and that second one, well, if that cat had nine lives, he just <laughs> used to all. Fat <laughs> pussy cat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the perfect imprint, uh, like cartoon imprint of the burnt cat. <laughs> yeah, in very the cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I love uh, that Ellen so quickly ushers away yeah. older family members like, yeah. you don't want to see this. <laughs> she, she didn't realize she wrapped it up in the box. It's like, we're not going to. Yeah. When they get home, they're just going to have to deal with it. Not just ran another away. thing, you know. <laughs> um, and then I just think of, you know, get, you know, he hit, you know, he finally has his stogie and Clark's like, what could happen next? Right. And and uh, you just hear that like kind of a. Not a flame ball, but something. Something happens. Yeah. And Clark's like... Well, then you see a giant fireball. In yeah. The <laughs> He's like, Lewis, my tree. 
what are you talking or, about? But tree? he goes, what is, what's the matter with you? you know, and he's just yeah. like, I, and then he's on fire. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I love that. It's like, yeah. oh my God, that and the squirrel scene yes. as a kid, it's just so mm-hmm. hilarious. It is. Um, but it, you're just like, oh, his tree. And, and, and uh, you know, that's when he's just basically for a good while in the movie walking around with the chainsaw. Yeah. You know, fix the dual stole. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is, it, this is the, like in my mind, similar to our father, the bride episode, if you move over George Banks and your hot dog buns, the hot, hot dog dogs, buns, yes. this is, you combine the dry turkey, the dog throwing up, the eating the garbage, the, the um, uncle Eddie, the uncle, just, <laughs> just uncle being Eddie there. being present at all. And then the tree burning down, all of that sort of stuff. It is no wonder that, Clark Griswold loses his freaking mind. It's basically <laughs> like, die hard. Yeah. This is basically die hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I can't, could not even imagine because all of those things are within like a three to five minute span of yeah. this movie. And you're like, oh my God, how could this get any, any worse? Um, but he, it, it is, it is the George Banks moment for Clark W. Griswold. And I love every. Every minute of it. And it, you're right. I love that he tries to cover it up by this whole time. He's not wearing Christmas stuff. He's wearing a sweater. Right. But then when he loses it, it's like he's got a Santa jacket, a Santa hat with bells on it, but he's walking around with a chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. We needed a, we needed a coffin. I mean, a, a tree. <laughs> He's just so, like you said, catastrophizing in the most extreme way. We yes. need a coffin. I mean a tree. But oh, it actually so happens good. to him, these catastrophizing moments. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And he gets that tree from outside. And, of course, the squirrel's in there. And, and they have the moment with the dog. And, and, and just uh, what I love is that pushes everyone to the, you see the bags on the floor. And yeah. Chevy's like, what are you doing? Yeah, this is we're all in this misery together. Uh, Christmas of hell, I think he calls it. It's like yeah, we're no, at the no, threshold no. of hell, Ellen. We're, no one's leaving. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're in this now, uh-huh. and I love that still a a root for him moment. Like, yes. all right, we're he's not giving up, as, no. and we're all gonna enjoy this night, come hell or high water, and it, and it's just gonna happen. I just say I just use a, a reference from when you were growing up. I think come hell or high water. That's, that's true. That's a, that's a zinger I, for I, in, I invented that reference. <laughs> <laughs> on a stone tablet um and that's that's why you do the aunt and uncle's impression so well you're the same it's age true. i relate to 80 year olds yeah <laughs> you like no. your jello catnip <laughs> it's <the> best combination <laughs> um but it is like because i think it it's right there in that same scene if i'm remembering right that everybody wants to leave him and i think even art his father-in-law says you're goofy and he's like, don't piss me off, Art. Don't piss <laughs> like, me off, And his Art. eyes are twitching as <laughs> yeah. he does it. But then it's like, that's when the messenger yes. knocks on the door. And I love yep. the knock, 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 knock. <laughs> and the, the, the wreath and the, the handle goes off. The door knocker on his arm. I got a letter for Clark and Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Like Griswold, it's not hard to pronounce. Like a Clark W. Griswold. <laughs> it fell in between the seats. I'm sorry. And but it's like, oh hope. here we go. Yeah. You yes. see it in his face that he yeah. goes from this psycho with, with the chainsaw to like this. This is my redemption. This is what I was waiting for. All this chaos, he pivots back to family who have been horrible yeah. up until that point. He pivots back to family of like I can, this is the check. I can give them the pool. They yeah. will like me now because I gave them the pool. 
And uh, can I just, just say, young David, nostalgia purposes would not care. He'd want the money. Adult David, it is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Jelly of the month club. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't know I wasn't going to get a bonus, right? It just be like if that was a gift, I'd be like. Sweet. It's pretty solid. It's gift. like a subscription service for Jelly. Like, it I'm, is. I'm on they were way that. ahead of their time. Everything's yeah. subscription it, in 2022. And he is right on this. <laughs> it is the gift that he keeps on giving all year, as he says. <laughs> and I think his wife like kind of elbows him, like, yeah. read the room, you know. Um, but I'm not disappointed about that gift. I think it'd be fine. Hint to any I, family member listening. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just... Any, if anybody had a $7,500 check that they were going to write to David, just know that... <laughs> You can now switch that to jelly of the yeah. month and he yeah. will be fine with it, supposedly. <laughs> I'm not a Scrooge. I just want some jelly. Uh, <laughs> uh, that should be a t-shirt, I guess. But yeah, I, 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 I you see you the Steve Martin effect again. Like you see the, he, 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 he starts to go to read it and then the walking and Alan's mm-hmm. like, what's wrong, honey? You know, like. Is it bigger? Smaller? Yeah. Uh, like just was, that whole process, right? Yeah, and then to finally read it, it's just like, it's a, and I think, didn't it, is this, does he say up to a one month membership? I could have swore he actually, it wasn't even a full year. Um, I think he said up to a one month membership of the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, man. So it's like the worst possible iteration of it, that you're getting one of 12 right, months. Right, just a sample of this month. And then you've got, yeah, that's so, uh, not surprising given the villain of this movie and how Scrooge-like he was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he shortchanged that as well. Um, but it's one of my favorite scenes after that that I try and replicate just in, the, in, the, in that moment where he goes over to the eggnog Dips that cup in. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's good. It's you know, I love that <laughs> moment and the family behind him. And then you see him go to the hall. If anyone wants to get any last minute gifts for me, yeah. you know, and he goes into the hallway. And I love, this is where I think of an SNL audience watching a character go to the stage to give his monologue. The yes. family just kind of follows him. And if you watch it, we're all now following him and watching yeah. him give this classic christmas yes and it just escalates and escalates and escalates and and again to reference steve martin move aside neil page and i need my (laughs) doorbell car and get the doorbell grin off of your face like this is so much more (laughs) yeah and it just keeps escalating and i just love the ending of it of just the final statement is just where's the tylenol (laughs) Like, it's just that he ranted so loudly and so intensely. And Chevy did so, like, he it, it, clearly, the way he acted that, he's so angry and he's yelling so loudly and his face is so red. But yeah. it doesn't make sense. You just gave yourself a headache. <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? Like, it was just, it was so good. And for him to just slam his hands into his pockets, pivot and walk off scene, monologue yeah. over. Like, it was just, it is, it's, it's the most pinnacle uh, Christmas speech next to reading a night before Christmas <laughs> is hearing Clint Griswold <laughs> on his profanity laced rant. <laughs> I'd be curious to know if that was a one take, if there was many different riffs of yeah. that, you know, yeah. and just did he laugh doing it? One, you know, I just would love to know. But it's also one of those movie magics where I also don't want to know. Yeah. I want it to exist w- as it is in my brain. Yeah. And, and, and I and think the biggest thing is, for me know? is I would love to have seen a camera on the audience. A yeah. camera on the rest of the That's actors playing true. the family members yeah. because I just couldn't imagine standing there watching somebody so brilliantly do a rant that it was just 
yeah, I would have loved to have seen that without a doubt. But I think from there, doesn't it pivot into another sentimental scene with Clark and his dad that he's standing in the aftermath, still wearing the Santa stuff. And it is to me kind of as almost equally as sentimental as the attic reel to reel family videos is that for the dad to realize, geez, Clark, like, I know you want to have a Christmas for your family and stuff, but like getting angry at the whole family isn't the way to go. Like yeah. that's that's not you essentially. And I I love that speech between them and especially when he references to his dad, Christmases have always been chaotic. How did, yeah. you, How did get you get through, through it? it? You know. I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. Yeah. You know? And it's just like a very real moment. But he goes, you know, it's a very passing of the torch. Well, Dad, you're going to read the Christmas Carol or 12, whatever. And uh, and he goes, no, Clark, this is your Yeah, house. your it's house, your, your you know, Christmas. You're doing that. And yeah, it's I'm just retiring. Like, yeah. You know, and it is a really, really, really sweet moment. And I feel like it takes place in the scene where, where Ellen is like, these are the light switches, the plug-in. Um, that that she flips, and I, I thought that was kind of iconic because um, that's that's where the moment she flips the switch and the lights come back on, and they're having that conversation. It's almost like a another just we're climb, we're gonna go, we're back up, like a recharge. Yes. Okay, yeah. we can do it. And they both happened in that same part of the house, which I thought was cool. Um, but then we've got Eddie, meanwhile, listening for the first time yeah. uh, of what Clark actually wants and needs. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and gets, you know, and I rewatched that going, how did, but yeah, he does say the address. He says yeah. everything that Eddie would need to go kidnap his, his this full man. name, all like what he looked like, everything. <laughs> And I do, I think that that's something too for it to pivot from the sentimentality of Clark sitting there. And I think his niece is like sitting on his lap and he's reading the, you know, the night before Christmas to everybody. And what's his, you know, what does my wondering eyes should appear? Yeah. An asshole in a leisure suit. Like <laughs> in, 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 a man in, in his bathroom. <laughs> yeah, in his driveway. Like it was now, just so funny how he read it into the story. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, young David would say, because this just reminds me of a scene. This is probably the second time where Eddie is like a fluid mind and state. You know, he's like thinking logically and, and right about it. The other yeah. scene, of course, is the sled scene mm. um, where, where, oh, and you talked about this, where Clark, uh, how do they have, and, and, and Home Alone's dad, uh, Mr. McAllister, how do they have these elaborate, great, wonderful homes, right? I should have been in the non neutral cereal varnish business a long time <laughs> Seriously. ago. Seriously. Uh, like, food, food additive designer I'm, I'm of the year. We're wrong. missing out. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Of the scenes in his office as I get older, like there's just giant pears and larger than life fruit kind of everywhere. Cause I guess yeah. he's testing the price on these, but you know, I, I love that he goes like, it's a, just another scene that I do laugh a lot about. Like, I don't think we should be doing this Clark, you know, and one wrong, you know, uh, bump and I've got a plate in my head. And when she does the microwave, I, piss, I black out, I piss myself. <laughs> forget it's my great, name for a half hour. He, <laughs> yeah. You forget who I am. But he gets a great scene where where he goes like, does that really matter? And he's like, well, if the part in my hair, but it just makes me think of how that's the other time where Eddie's like, Clark. And yeah. then of course, Chevy's like, we can do this. Yeah. Now, you know, this in this scene, he's like, it's logical to him to go capture and kidnap the, the boss mm-hmm. and bring him in. And um, you get the, you get where, where everyone has been against, not against Clark, but not like rooting for him. I feel now, yeah. Everyone is, even the in-laws are in his corner. Yeah. And yeah, like, you do, you're right. You see his father-in-law at one point 
stand up and look sternly at the boss. Like, how yeah. dare you do this right. to my family? Even though, he's, yeah, he's comparing him to a washing machine <laughs> and just ticking him off the whole movie. Right. But right. it takes, yeah, this other villain for him to realize, oh, wait, my son-in-law is not the villain. This yeah. is why he's acted this way is this monster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you would appreciate this. He's such a monster because he is Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> Oh my gosh! In real I life, knew it. that is Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> oh, that's pretty wild. They do look yeah. kind of—they look different than each other. Yeah, I think. Now, you know? now I feel like you probably won't ever see it the same way again. You'll probably hate him even more. <laughs> well, he'll never. I'll never watch Scrooge, so I will say at least I'll have some Murray in my my holiday viewings. But it won't be Scrooged, <laughs> and I. I'm sticking to that. Now, I loved the, you know, he, he he admits he did the wrong thing. You can have, I think he says like, whatever you get, you can have 10%. And yeah. I just love Clark fainting. Just yeah. Like, you know. Well, and I feel like it's so funny and such a good uh, dialogue as well, is that even though he's having this kind of Scrooged moment, or like Scrooge moment of being, seeing the impact he's negatively making right. and, and realizing his error of his ways, that I, it's it's only something I've noticed in the past few years, that he's he says it's the people that make the difference, Clark, or it's the people that make the difference, little people like you. Yeah. And then and then he goes, Carl, and Clark is just like looks <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> he still gets his name wrong. He gets his name wrong. and says whatever I gave you last year, add fifteen percent. Yeah. I love that he calls him a, a little person, little people like you, and calls him Carl. It's just yeah, I thought that that was so funny that he. Realize the error of his ways, but not quite enough. <laughs> I always want to know what he gave him for Christmas, the boss, because all the gifts look the same too. You know, yeah. like, put over there the others, grease ball. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's just get me someone. I'm on the line here. He's clearly not on the phone. You know, yeah. he has some really good moments too. But yeah, how hard is Clark and how hard is Griswold to say? Yeah, you I know, it's no not idea. like Roland Gardner, which, you know, <laughs> another great, you know, what do you call me? But yeah, uh, Carl, <laughs> just a great, another, the timing, the timing yes. of everyone. I think that's again, why this is so good. And then Ellen has one of the best moments of all when, when, the, when the police, you know, break through such a over the top scene, but I love it so much. Crashing through amazing all the response time for multimillionaires that own yeah. businesses. Every cop in the city was called uh, for this, for this guy, but crashing <laughs> to the other you're gonna have to break todd you're gonna have to break this door and they, oh, they do <laughs> and it's and it's just a great moment where ellen freezes with her hand on his unmentionables and it's just like <laughs> you know yes i'm 12 uh, <laughs> talked about how i'm a prude uh, <laughs> but it's just a great freeze frame classic just humor well, and then i know? feel like when the wife comes and identifies mr shirley she he's like oh no everybody just needs to calm down and he introduces he does finally say clark he says like, yeah. this is clark and ellen and she removes her hand shakes and the wife's hand back. and then puts it right back because all of that SWAT team told them to freeze and i think yeah. even clark says maybe blink and he just like does not blink the whole right. time um I, th this is something about this movie too that like every rewatch i feel like i notice something different last night when i rewatched this you're so distracted year after year of seeing Ellen holding his unmentionables <laughs> that in the background, there is a SWAT guy with a sniper rifle and he's pointing it at the <laughs> little niece. Oh gosh. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so funny that they even have 
to show how extreme this is that these SWAT guys are so intense that you have to put a gun on a seven-year-old little girl um, was just a, like it. that whole scene. I mean, they probably, what, broke every window on that house? Every, and the tree every, goes down. Tree I mean, it's down. just a mess all over again. Yeah. Yes. And so I, like, good. It's one of those things that you realize that regardless, I would assume if Clark put $7,500 down on a pool, <laughs> it, he was expecting that as a bonus. Even 15% added on to $7,500, just fixing the damages on his house right. wouldn't cover. So it's just like, he, he, it's a wash. He didn't get a Christmas bonus he, that year. <laughs> he's already broke the windows with the other tree. That's true. Yeah. So, true. you know, I'm sure whoever does that window job you know, for the house is making a lot of money every oh, yeah. year on He's got something. A, a ceiling that he broke through in the <laughs> attic. He's got a burned cat carcass. <laughs> on his carpet in his living room like it's just yeah it, his house is in, in shambles for sure this is how i know we are uh, old yeah we look <laughs> at the home improvement bill. like oh my god how much are those windows gonna be yeah. <laughs> where's your christmas spirit it's gone because i'm paying for windows um santa doesn't bring windows no uh i i, I just and then you've got what I've kind of always thought of as like, it's a wonderful life ending mm. where, um, well, you've got the, 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 the stogie lighting and, uh, what they thought it was Aurora Borealis and it's, it's, it's the sewage and all that and the, the chemicals and, and everything. And, um, the explosion happens and then she just sings the, the, you know, the, 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 the anthem. anthem. Yeah. yeah. And, and they all do it. And, <laughs> and, and Eddie gives the salute at such the right time yeah. and the cops are in on it. And it's just a great, like, we, we're united. We stand together. And then they have that. It's a wonderful life scene where they're all in the living room singing and dancing. Yeah. And, and it's just like, he did it. Yeah. He pulled off Christmas. Yes. You know, and uh, just a great, great ending to such a roller coaster of a, yeah. of a movie yeah um you know like i said i i watch it every year more than once uh, multiple times it just can have it on it's yeah. just so good it is it, I, it is something that i could never go a christmas season without watching it it's part oh, yeah. of the identity of christmas especially that in the hangover yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just linked in nostalgia forever for you um <laughs> But it uh, it is it is something that's just the charm of it, the whimsy of it, the so many different scenes, the memorable lines, the characters, and it's no wonder it's it's written. The screenplay was written by John Hughes, the king yeah. of nostalgia. Um, it's just it's it, it shines through in every part of it, and falls right in line with our previous like episodes that we gush over of planes, trains, and Father the Bride, and all of these different things. But this is. I know we just did Jingle All the Way, and that's what kind of kicked off Thanksgiving to the Christmas episode season. But this, to me, this is the true. Yeah. <laughs> the true this is what busts out the, the Santa the sweater and the Marty Moose, you know, <laughs> eggnog mug. Like this, you know, this I, is the Super Bowl. <laughs> I referenced Batman in front of you on the YouTube. Like, I oh, does it come in black? I'm wearing black. And I just realized my mug is the Batman mug. Like, I'm really <laughs> going Gotham for, for the holidays, I guess. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, like you said, it doesn't, there's not a Christmas, there's not a holiday season without this movie. Um, I was amazing that we are doing a podcast because we get to talk about the movies we love and, and and it just makes the holidays even more special yeah because we get to give love and reverence to this amazing amazing movie that like i said dude if you're having a bad day 
just throw this on because yeah. it really turns it around. It's yeah. just so charming and, and so so lovable. And yes. and I, you know, it 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 it, 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 it I feel like if T, TNT keeps doing 24-hour cycles of this in 2022, this will be something the girls will watch. This will yeah. be something Lucy will talk about, you know, cuz it, it does it is one of those <laughs> not Hallmark channel movie christmas <laughs> movies but a hallmark mo- christmas movie yeah uh, for sure so man this was a uh, loved talking about this one this was a blast yeah for sure i the, you can't beat a christmas with chevy chase for sure and with the griswold family so <laughs> so yeah this is still just the first of our many christmas episodes coming up so uh yeah get in the spirit with bygone geek we're looking forward to it so uh thanks everybody for listening and until the next time you see us or hear us be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy we'll see you guys later thank you for tuning in to bygone geek please rate and review our podcast and follow us on instagram at bygone geek i don't know the future i didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end i came here to tell you how it's going to begin